like whatever your patterns are or your behaviors are or how you show up every day, that's automation. That is patterns that have been created over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So isn't that specifically what you're talking about? Yes. And a lot of people wake up with dread about their day. So now mm -hmm. think of that. Your first prompt is dread. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Is that going to give you energy or is it going to deplete energy, you know, as you move forward in your day? Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, genuine conversations for authentic living. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lisa Allshafer, empowerment life coach and author. And I'm Sandra Pariser, health and wellness entrepreneur. And today's episode is about becoming a vibrational match to the life that you want. And what we're going to do is we're going to explore the power of raising your vibration and putting your manifestation powers into action. In fact, do you ever ask yourself, why am I not living the life that I want when I want it so badly? Well, part of the reason is because it's how you're working with your mind. Right, Sandra? Yeah. You know what? Think of your mind as a tool. Why don't you expand on that a bit? Okay. So if you think of your mind as a tool, if you think about how you use a tool, a tool is something that you have to have some skill in using, even a hammer, even a, the simplicity of a hammer. If you don't know how to use a hammer, especially if you're using a heavier hammer, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't have the, the, the muscles in your wrist if you don't use it a lot. And it's like, wow, this is actually a physical labor using the hammer, right? But then you can miss the nail, you can hit your finger, you can do all sorts of things with just the simplicity of a hammer. Now think of your mind. <laughs> And having the skill sets of really having more mastery over your mind than your mind has over you. And what a lot of times happens is, is our mind is just always running, first of all. And, uh, and it just kind of runs into the same grooves of what it's used to. So mm. that's part of why um, it's important to see it as a tool. If you think of... Um, the, all the new AI stuff. And for those of you who haven't dove into all that stuff, um, I'll make it, you know, pretty simple, simplified. I have, uh, I got into it as soon as I discovered it. And that's ChatGPT, which is more of the writing side of things. And then there is also MidJourney, which is the art side of things, the AI art. And as I was doing it, what I, I was, it was so, it was such a great analogy because what you do is you create the input that you put into both of these programs is called a prompt. And if you don't put in a quality prompt, you're not going to get a quality result. In fact, especially in the mid journey, which, which is the art side of things, you can get some pretty like distorted stuff. It has, it has, it looks nothing like you anticipated it to be. <laughs> so you got to keep fine tuning that prompt in order to ultimately get what you want. Your mind is exactly the same way. What if you a fabulous analogy. What a yeah. fabulous analogy. And yeah. for all of you who don't know Lisa that well, I will tell you, she is uh, one of those people whose mind works. I don't want to say like a machine, but she understands blockchain and crypto and she did a bunch of crypto stuff. And I sat there and went, how do you do that? Like my mind does not think like that. And even when the AI stuff started popping off, you're like, wow, this is so great. I'm like, <laughs> I could do all these things. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. But when you said it's a prompt, you have to prompt it. You have to input information in order to get information back. Yep. And our minds work exactly the same way. 
They do. That's why it's called artificial intelligence, right? Because it is, it's so, it, it couldn't be more of a perfect analogy because it is basically the same thing. It's just an artificial mind. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, except it doesn't have emotion and bias. So it's a little more direct. Ooh, I put the wrong stuff in. I get the wrong stuff back, so to speak. So first of all, what a lot of people don't do is they don't really determine what it is they truly want in their life because they're living just day to day. They're just going through the automatic thoughts and beliefs that they just have been running for potentially all their life. And so they're not really giving the direction to their mind so that the mind can start manifesting the direction you want to go in. So that's really important. Um, you know, a lot of people are sometimes not even contemplating what they want in their life. They just are well, focused we're, on- we're- we're on autopilot right now autopilot, and, and, and they're focused you, on what they don't want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know what? Our listeners, I'm telling you, if you've gotten to this podcast, um, chances are you are searching, you're searching for answers. And I think that this particular uh, episode will really cause you to, to start to think a little bit bigger. Most people are on autopilot, yeah. but where we're at in the stage of the game and, and what autopilot is talking about is, all right, I wake up, alarm goes off, put my shoes on. Maybe I brush my teeth if that's my typical prompt. Yeah. Is if it's not, well, like whatever your patterns are or your behaviors are or how you show up every day, that's automation. That is patterns that have been created over a period of time. Mm-hmm. So isn't that specifically what you're talking about? Yes. And a lot of people wake up with dread about their day. So now mm-hmm. think of that. Your first prompt is dread. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Is that going to give you energy or is it going to deplete energy, you know, as you move forward in your day? Yeah. And it's, and it's really one of those things like there, there really is no judgment to any of it, but we're here to help you identify and, and show you tools that you can use in order to change and shift. Oh my gosh, these patterns and behaviors are, they're deeply embedded into the program, the program of the mind. So I'm sorry, keep going. That's okay. Well, no, it's fine. Well, and that, that is part of it is you have to really start where you are and look and if you are waking up with, I, I have worked with so many people who do wake up with dread, right? And I used to wake up with it every day. Um, because I was working at that time, I wasn't a coach yet, but I was working with someone who I just, ugh, it, he was like a tyrant to work for. And I'm like, I would literally wake up with a physical sensation in the pit of my stomach that was just so heavy. And so like, I don't want to do this today. I just don't want to do this today. And that's pretty common, right? Yeah. Um, and so to get out of that, it was like, it, it can feel debilitating to even wake up with that but that is an energy, right? And so energy is you've got the energy of your mind, but you also have the energy of your emotions. And these are the two main points that we're going to talk about today, as we already started with the mind, the power of the mind, right? And Sandra, you know, why don't you just kind of introduce us into, you know, about energy? You know, energy is the name of the game. Everything feeds off of energy, frequency, Um, what does that mean? So I remember a long time ago when 
I was on this quest to find God. And this is a really big one for me. And I, I, I think it's worthy of a share because it talks about vibration. Um, you know, I grew up in a very uh, not safe environment uh, with not safe people. Um, and so I had no religion. There wasn't time for religion when I was growing up or, you know, it was addiction. So I grew up in addiction. And then my dogma, when I was in my early, uh, you know, 11, 12, 13, became Alcoholics Anonymous. And that was my dogma. And the principle of AA is find a higher power. And so I was so intrigued. I mean, obviously, I think I came into this world this way. Like, what does it mean to, to this God thing sounds fantastic. Like, how do I find that? Um, and so I converted or I was baptized Christian when I was 13, I believe. And I did everything I could to find. I wanted to be best friends with Jesus and I'd sit in the church and I would do it all and feel it all. And, you know, that vibration that we're talking about, or we will continue as this, this little analogy goes on. Um, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. And I tried real hard to feel it. And so then in my late teens, I had a separation from uh, Christianity uh, for a reason that um, my pastor had told me that my step Mormon grandmother, who I found to be one of the angels on planet earth, that because she didn't believe what they believed that she was going to hell and something inside me, vibration, something inside me said, yeah, that's not the God I believe in. <laughs> like, I, I get it. That's the God you believe in, but that's not the God I believe in. And remember, I didn't have a connection to it yet. There wasn't a vibrational uh, experience with that yet. And so I ended up becoming a religion major in my really funny story in college. Um, I have 160 units and no degree. I absolutely could not understand why they would make me take classes that I had zero desire and care to take. So I didn't take any of those classes. I just uh, took the classes that I found interesting to me. Um, but I do have more than enough for a bachelor's, but I don't even have an associate's degree. So religion was very fascinating. I studied all sorts of religions, um, moved to Hawaii, and I went through this horrific uh, relationship. I call it the relationship that changed my life forever. And it really did. It was um, the only relationship I had. And I had wonderful, wonderful relationships with wonderful, wonderful uh, people, men, men with wonderful, wonderful men. I had this one, just the one. And, uh, Oh, I don't want to say his name anyway. Um, brought me to my knees, right? Oh, whoops. Um, you know, he deserves anonymity too, but I'm always so grateful to him because he's the one that taught me everything about everything in my life. So in this experience with him, it was sexually abusive. It was mentally abusive. It was physically abusive. Uh, it, oh, he, uh, anyway, um, it was that relationship. So I, he ended up getting addicted to crystal methamphetamine or whatever he was addicted to. And I just had to be with him. And he, the weirdest part about truly abusive relationships is that they're so hard to leave. It's this thing that happens to your mind and it is so powerful. So I put him in rehab. Uh, I went up to visit him and he says, okay, well, you have to get sober too, because I can't be with you unless you're sober. And it was 1999. I was swinging from chandeliers and having all sorts of fun bartending at the Hard Rock Cafe. 
and it literally was 1999. Um, and so I thought, well, okay, I grew up with AA. I have to be, it's genetic. That's what they tell you. You know, it, I, I'm an alcoholic. I marched myself into the rooms of AA. They say, get a sponsor, 90 meetings in 90 days and work the steps. Um, I actually stayed sober for 13 months. I worked the steps. I got a sponsor. I am one of those people, Lisa, which is what makes me such a good client um, or friend now, but client then like, tell me what I need to do. So of course I very much like Christianity. I did all of the work. Um, and then, so halfway through, I found out that he was sleeping with men, women for drugs. It was terrible. And I had to go through this really uh, intense exper experience, which was the only time I ever thought I wanted to die. And I wanted to die because the pain to be human was so intense that, and I, it, oh, and at that time, Lisa, I was in massage school. So I was learning about energy and vibration. And I thought, oh, well, we're just made of protons, electrons, and neutrons, and the heart stops beating and we just die. You know, nothing happens to us. And, and so that was where I was at at the time. And I just remember, you know, watching the ceiling fan contemplating death. And then my beautiful stepmom <clears throat> suggested I say this prayer in the big book for him for two weeks, morning and night. And the prayer, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you just read it verbatim. And it was like, I wish that he has all the things that I ever wanted in life. And it was so hard to get through the first couple of times. I just, I was just bawling. So like, I don't really want him to be happy, but you know, I had to say this prayer and you know, and by the end of the two weeks, I found that I meant it. And that was my vibrational connection to source. I found it inside me. All I had to do was ask. That's all I had to do was gratitude, pray for somebody else to have everything I want. And by the end of it, I felt it. Well, how'd that change? Who changed that? How did that vibration change? And I realized, oh my gosh, whatever happened was inside me. I did it, but something else changed my heart, changed my soul and forever changed my life. And now I understand what it means to have an unshakable faith or understanding of at least that we are supported. Humans are supported. There's something there. So coming back to vibration, this is the energy that I'm talking about. So in my experience with, um, you know, if I just kill myself, I'm just going to, my heart stops beating, electrons, protons, you know, energy never dies. Um, and so it just goes back out into the universe and, oh, what a course correction I got. So uh, what it means by how we review our energy at, you know, this was in the year 2001, 2001. Um, today we can, we can feel it. We can change it. We can move it. We are aware of it in a way that we've never been aware of frequency in the past. And so if you're asking today, how does that participate in our lives, every single human's lives? If you do what Lisa says, which is what you said, which is like, understand the programming. The first thing we can do about programming is to, is to hear it, be aware of the program. Absolutely. And you know, there's universal principles, there's physical principles and there's universal principles that govern our universe. 
most people are familiar with the physical laws of gravity, right? I mean, everyone is. Um, and, you know, that's just something we don't have to learn. It's something we learn through experience because a baby doesn't come in knowing about gravity. They learn as they start to be able to walk like, oh, I fall, <laughs> right? It's not like something that they have to intellectually learn. It's something that just is learned through experience. So universal laws, however, even though they're always at play, but they are things that if you don't understand them or even know that they exist, you're not playing, that you're not on the right playing field. You have to understand how they work in order to work with them. I mean, anybody knows that if you get on top of a building and walk off the edge, you're going to fall and possibly either hurt yourself or, you know, kill yourself, right? You don't have to think about it. You just know that. So it's really taking these universal uh, principles and, that really do govern our universe and putting them into uh, uh, the ability to manifest what you want. So everyone at these days, I, I would think, is, is familiar with the law of attraction. That's one of these universal principles, I was just going to say right? that, yeah. The, secret. the law, the law yeah. of attraction. And it just basically says energy attracts like energy. It's super simple, mm -hmm. but yet at the same time to utilize it, we don't remember that. <laughs> so now let's, and it goes really well with the principle of, uh, or the law of vibration. They're very similar, but they're a little bit different. So the law of vibration is what you were talking about, right? Energy yeah. vibrates at a certain yeah. frequency. So there's lower frequencies and there's higher frequencies. We yeah. want to be at the higher frequencies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, so and you know, yeah. what you're so good at talking about, um, so I don't want to send people down like the Schumann resonance and what that all means. I think that you have the absolute best analogy of, of frequency of energy. What's that chart that you use when you talk about yeah. lower frequencies of energy that you have like fear and anger and shame and guilt and all those, they have a certain free vibration. They have a certain vibrational energy. And when you get up into these other realms of gratitude and joy and love, it, these, these also have a different energy. So I just kind of said it in Sandra's way, but you're, mm -hmm. you're really great yeah. at like, explain it a little bit more so people can understand Sure. Well, you explained it really well. The, if you just think of um, uh, the lower energies of emotions, right? Shame is at the is at the bottom. It's one of the lowest vibrating uh, emotions. Guilt is not too far away from it, but a little bit higher than shame, right? And then and then you get to you know things like grief and then fear and then you know anger and things like that. But as you go higher and higher what really starts to differentiate from going from a negative emotion to a positive emotion is courage. Mm. It takes courage to work in those lower vibrational energies of shame and fear and anger and guilt and all those, those lower yes. emotions. Cause they're yes. just not fun, but here's the deal. If you, if you uh, don't learn how to work with these principles, right. And you find yourself in those lower vibrations, you are strengthening yourself to stay in those lower vibrations. So those are, that's the vibrational frequencies. I'll come to the higher ones in a second. So now when you think of the law of attraction, if you're operating from a lot of fear, we'll just use fear as an example. If you're operating from a lot of fear, 
then you are going to attract into your life the things that you actually fear because you're a vibrational match to them. If you live in a lot of guilt, right? If you have a lot of guilt going on, which interestingly enough, one of the main um, relationship dynamics that people have, and this happens to some of the best hearted people, is the people pleaser dynamic. And what fuels the people pleaser dynamic is guilt. That they're uh, not doing enough. That's why they have a hard time saying no, because they'll feel guilty or bad if they say no. And so that creates a whole nother level of dynamic that ultimately leads to anger because then they feel resentful because they're now overcommitted, <laughs> overwhelmed with all the overcommitment. And now they're just rolling around between guilt and, and then anger. Then they can start feeling guilty about feeling angry. <laughs> so you can see how you can just roll you, around. You, you said that joking. It's not funny. It's not funny. It no. is. It will get you. And I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's kind of funny because we're, but it's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, I've definitely had the people pleaser dynamic. I think a lot of, I think that's one of the more common ones mm -hmm. that we have. And it's just, you know, it really is in. Can, can I um, just dive into the people pleasing because it's such a common, um, it's a common thing. Yeah, it's not just people pleasing. It's, um, I don't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. I don't, oh gosh, I don't want this person to hear this because mm, they might get mad at me. Mm -hmm. um, so people pleasing isn't just saying yes and doing whatever all the time. It's also all the other stuff that comes with not being in alignment with how you feel. And we have boundaries and, and you know, so, so I have an example about that. So mm -hmm. there, just this morning, um, I have a very dear friend where we moved here. Um, she came into my life and I don't have very many people in my area that we consider family, uh, but definitely this family, we do consider family. And she, she just got a real estate license. And it was one of those things like I could feel in this exchange that we're trying to sell our house. So it, it was this whole misunderstanding mm -hmm. that got totally off. And, and I'm like, I could just let this be and ignore it, or I could, I could just call her and see what's going on. And if it was Sandra literally six months ago, I probably would have ignored it because I don't have time for that. I mean, in my mind, that's what I say. I don't have time for that. Um, but I could, it's something like the people that's people pleasing, right? Like, even if you ignore something, you really need to confront mostly because there just might be a misunderstanding. Or, um, or you're not confronting because you're afraid or there's any other emotions. It could be, I don't have time for it. Or it, it could be, oh, I really, I don't want to say something to hurt somebody's feelings. When you feel that way, you're not staying in your space and you're not allowing them. It, it just messes it all up. It adds to this whole people pleasing problem. Which is unhealthy boundaries, right? So you're not establishing boundaries when you're, you know, when you're in that, that dynamic of people pleasing. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, ultimately what can happen is then that can lead into, well, before I say that, um, avoiding conflict is, is, is kind of a summation of some of what you said, right? I don't want yes. to create conflict. I don't want to rock the boat. But what ends up happening is then when you don't say something, where does the conflict go? It mm. goes in here instead of out there. 
<laughs> and then it gets bigger. And then it festers bigger. in there and then probably ends up with an outer conflict anyway. Yep. Right. In so a bigger, whole, in a bigger, messier in a bigger way, bigger, yes. bigger, messier way. And yep. here's the thing. There is no conflict in saying yes. It's easy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But saying no, it, it's going to bring up that little bit of, oh, this is uncomfortable. It's, mm-hmm. It brings up a tiny little bit of conflict, maybe a big amount of conflict, depending on where someone's at. Mm-hmm. But then if there's already that going on just by saying no, you can imagine what it starts to build and after yes has been said. And then no is the, you know, I should have said no is on inside. And then you start to, that starts to percolate, right? Mm-hmm. Because, and I was going to say, uh, before I said that was the um, people pleaser dynamic can turn into the, well, there's actually, it can go many different ways. Um, the using dynamic. So people pleasers are often can be used by others because they say yes. And so that feeling of feeling used can now start to come in. Right. And they're just using me for my, and then, and so forth. I, that was a really big one that I had because I was always giving, 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 and you know, my, my receiving was very off. Well, and and, and some examples of that. So it, they're using me for my, I want everybody to understand it's not money. It's it. You could be a master quilter mm-hmm. and everybody's using you for your quilting ability. You might be a master baker. Everybody wants you to bake for the whatever. Yeah. That's what you mean. It, it's not necessarily, oh, they're using me for, it could be they're using you for something that you're really good at and you right. keep saying yes to. Yes. And, and they might, there time. might be no malintent by it. It could be completely yeah. innocent that they're asking you. Yeah. Um, but then there are those that do it with intention as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. but there's both that exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so now if we take the law of attraction and if somebody, so let's say the people, the, the people pleaser will stay with that one. Um, another emotion that goes along with the people pleaser dynamic is not enough. The feeling of not enough. That's why they're always feeling like they have to do more. I have to say yes, because if I don't, they'll see me as somehow lower or not enough or judgment, you know, they'll judge me. I'm a bad person. I'm not giving enough, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So then with the law of attraction, that not enough feeling is now the people pleaser will attract in the person Who's hard to please? Mm-hmm. Oh, get it right. So now the people pleaser is on a quest to please the hard to please person, which will continue to reflect back to them. It's never enough mm-hmm. because that's really the program that's running inside. Yep. So we need those reflections, which is another law of reflection, which is actually another universal principle, which is all linked into vibration and and law of attraction and all that. Mm -hmm. They all work together. It's, you know, you just need to know how to, how to work with them. So now you look at your outside world. So when you're trying to change the outside world, whatever's manifesting that outside world hasn't been dealt with yet. So they just keep running the same program and, 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 and attracting in the same results. So that's why it is become a vibrational match to the life you want. So if you have people who are, let's just say using you, 
and you are staying within the same dynamic of your people pleaser dynamic, you'll continue to manifest that result. If you don't want to have that anymore, you have to learn to say no and go through the discomfort of saying no. And if there's a stronger, say, maybe guilt or feeling of not enough inside there, then it's time to start addressing those things and recognize that that's the vibrational match that you're living at, right? Mm -hmm. So if we go back to dread, if someone is waking up with dread on a regular basis, um, there's something in their life. And we don't necessarily mean dread. It could be... in my situation, I wouldn't say, oh my, I can't hit. I wouldn't throw the sheets yeah. up over my head and like, Ugh, right? Yeah. That's when I think for me, how it showed up was anxiety. Oh my gosh, my to-do list today. How am I ever going to get through it? Oh my gosh, today. Oh gosh, I have to, it, it was, it was um, uh, anxiety and mm-hmm. it, you can call it dread. My emotion that, that was running for quite a bit of time since we moved to Texas, uh, almost two years ago, um, has been just this never ending state of overwhelm. Oh my day. Oh, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore. And I really haven't had that since, uh, since miracle Monday, since June 19th. Um, it's been all of my declaration to universe, which is a year ago now, um, and all the work addressing this really looking at it, getting, you, you said curious, and then you said courageous. It takes courage to go, let me look at this. Let me really look at this. And then universal principles is, is to, um, is to work with it. So, okay, keep going about dread, but I wanted everybody to know, like, we're not talking necessarily only about dread. It's all the emotions under waking up and not being happy. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, again, there's a lot of, we have something like 400, on average, 456 emotions a day, (laughs) right? So our emotions are always on and they're always, you know, like shifting and changing and so forth. So there is no, like, this defines this emotion. It's a spectrum of things, yeah, right? And anxiety or dread or heaviness or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, one of the things that, as you were talking about earlier, I have up leveled on is, um, getting up in the mornings. And the first thing I do is walk. Now there are mornings that it'd be so much easier. Uh, I can stay in bed today or whatever, but I don't because I have to override that part of me that wants a different result. And so the first thing I do before I even take a drink of water, I put, my walking stuff on my shoes and everything. And I just get out there. And once I get out now, it's now it's easy. It's once you, once you got the outfit on, right. (laughs) Your walking shoes and all that, it's now you're in motion, right? Mm -hmm. So just start putting yourself in motion right away. At least for me in the morning has worked really well. I brush my teeth. I get my headset and I'm on my way. And then I'm so happy and it changes the trajectory. You know, it changes that, that sets the tone for my day. Yep. And that's why I have more energy because I've been doing that now for, I think, a couple months at this point. Um, and so where I was getting really sedentary, I had gotten sedentary through <laughs> not doing things like that. And I knew that's not how I wanted my life to be. So I had to change my vibration and start to put my some of that physical motion. But but the emotion, the the emotional piece comes before the physical piece because you got to stick with it. 
your mindset, right? And, and, and how you feel about it. You can't just, I don't feel like it today. It's like, no, I have to think long-term. I want to have a healthy body. I want to age gracefully and <laughs> stay as youthful as possible for as long as possible. And I don't want to be, yeah, right? And I think most people do. So, but you got to have intention. That's using your mind, right? As a tool, create the strong intention. So getting back to dread or whatever the emotion is, um, you know, that's where you're starting. You first really need to just be honest with yourself where you're starting from, right? And then determine where you want to go. So this is where you are and this is where you want to go. And make sure you don't judge where you are. Don't judge it. Right. No, it's just being honest. It's being honest. honest. State of like almost like fact, right? This is how I wake up in the morning. And that's not what I want to, how I want to wake up in the morning. Yeah, right. That's it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you think about going to the mall and you specifically are setting out to go really, to a certain no, store. Nobody goes to the mall anymore. I'm just kidding. Go <laughs> I'm like okay. the mall that, that was so pre-COVID. <laughs> so but anyway, we all know the analogy. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go to the mall. And then what do you do? You, if you haven't been to, say you're out of town. Let's just put it this way. Say you're out of town. You can't order on Amazon because you need it in an hour. Now a mall will come into handy, right? <laughs> true. Very, very true. Okay, right? Now, I'm so in now the you're at a mall. I'm in a mall. Got it. You haven't been to this mall before. So what's the fir- well, where's the first place you're going to go? You're going to go to the directory. And what yep. does it say on the directory? You are here. Hmm. And then you go find the store you want to go to. And that's where you want to go. But you have to know where you are in order to acclimate to where you need to go to. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just the same totally. thing. Yep. I am here and I want to be there. Yeah. But yeah. if you're not clear on those two points, the starting point and the end point where you want to be, then yep. it's, you're not giving your mind the information it needs. Yep. Because yep. there's going to be things that you're going to, that are going to come when it comes to life, there's going to be a reason you're not already there. <laughs> And those things are obstacles. Those are things that have been blocking you from already getting there. And it doesn't happen like that as, as much as we all, for those of anybody from the bewitched era, wishing they could just twinkle their nose and, 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 and magically it comes, um, you know, you have to learn the skill sets of manifesting. The more skilled you are, the faster the manifestation. Mm-hmm. You got to practice it. You just have to practice it. So the vibration that we're talking about absolutely has to do with emotions. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to move into some of these better, higher frequency of emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things we're talking about waking up, how do we wake up? I think this is probably, I don't know what's the most important. This is a very, very important tool at gaining self-awareness because it is so simple. And typically in the morning, there's no judgment already because you hadn't created the litany of, of man, I should have, would have, could have all throughout the days. <laughs> so when you wake up in the morning, it's so simple. One of the things that I did, I don't remember what I did this a while ago. Um, I wake up in the morning and I don't grab my phone and I don't go to Telegram and I don't start scrolling. I do not wake up to what's happening in the, in, I, I don't wake up to what's happening in the world. I choose, and you will all feel better by doing this, to wake up to what is happening here. Okay. Oh, 
I've already like, I'm overwhelmed. I got this day. And then I'm like, wait a second. <gasps> Literally, you guys, I took a breath. I'm alive another day. Why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know, like it, you're breathing, you're here. God put you here for one more day. What's your day going to look like? It can look like anything you want it to look like. It is totally up to you how you choose to view the day. All right. So what can I do for myself that is going to be good for Lisa? She put her little shoes on and her outfit. She got all ready and we got her earphones and out the door. Um, and for everybody else, it might be something as simple as just turn the stuff off. Don't wake up and grab your phone. I would say just don't wake up and grab your phone. Try to think of something different that you can do because your phone's going to be there and everything else is going to be there. But it take five minutes. Take five minutes. And I actually started doing this. I was listening to a podcast, I don't know, six months or so ago. Everything's Miracle Monday. Uh, post can you, you, you've, you've referenced Miracle Monday several times and probably people might not know what that is. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, I made my declaration to the universe a year ago right now. Um, we're all inching up on November is going to be here at like, I don't know, in the next day or so um, of 2022. Uh, I was in a lot of pain. Life looked good on the outside. Everything inside me was, you couldn't imagine a better picture perfect life from the outside. Inside, I was very, very unhappy, very unhappy. And I'm happy by nature. And it got to this point where I had been doing work for so many years on myself that I couldn't believe that I was in a situation where I was not, I was like, not, not, not happy at all. And I made a declaration of the universe. I want to heal completely. And in this journey, which Lisa, you were along uh, this ride with me. Um, I work with a wonderful human named Jason. And he very much was along this journey with me. Um, of course, my husband, because you can't do it. You know, well, you could. But if you didn't do it together, you know, you would separate. Because your vibrational energy, your frequency, if you're at a point in your life, and I think a lot of people are here just inherently of where we are at in the world right now. If, if you start to increase your frequency of energy and you start healing the stuff underneath, this is what we're talking about. The shame, the guilt, the, the, it, it, the we are all, we all have it. It's up to us to heal it so we can get into the place of, you know, creating a beautiful new world. So I, made Declaration of the Universe, and I already kind of vibrated from a pretty high frequency, would you say, Lisa? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think I had a really interesting mask that I was wearing that I was really tired of wearing. Yeah. Um, the mask that I was wearing was my prior life. I grew up, I had no money. I grew up in poverty, drug addiction, abuse, blah, 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 blah. Now, not many people knew that story. I stopped telling that story a long time ago. But there was this mask that I still had on that I was wearing. And God bless my two little girls because it's they they caused me to level up left and right. Um, it's always a choice. So Declaration of the Universe, I knew in healing my wounds, I had no idea what this year would look like. I think on the last podcast, we were talking about my brother. 
that happened kind of right in the middle of this whole experience. As I'm healing my wounds, I can honestly tell you, I didn't get happy and and universe kept gently pushing me to go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. You want happiness, Sandra? Go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. Um, and so I had ended up with um, bulging discs in my back. Um, I had stem cells on my left hip. I had two torn labrums. I play a lot of tennis. I'm very active. I have to move my body. I'm not like you, Lisa. I don't know what sedentary means. <laughs> so I've never experienced that. Well, until I was debilitated in bed for two months um, and on all the drugs. I, I don't know what was worse, the medical industrial complex or the lack of knowing what's wrong with me. Um, and in the apps, like I knew what was wrong with me. I had an MRI that told me what was wrong with me. They threw the Percocet and the gabapentin and all these drugs. And you know what I was thinking about this, um, not too long ago, Lisa, I, I was telling my uh, little sister who, um, just got, got diagnosed with uh, bladder cancer. That's a beautiful story in itself. And I think that it's part of the vibrational story we should tell. But so anyway, so I was telling, go ahead. I was just gonna say, finish up your Miracle Monday. Yeah. So, so Miracle Monday. So, um, anyway, so I, I was on all these drugs and I was out of my mind, literally out of my mind. I I'd never been so lost. And I, I was sitting with you when we were in Las Vegas and I don't think you've ever seen me like that. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I was a mess. And that was the end of May, beginning of June. Uh, and then, so I, you know, I kept praying. I, I pray and ask all the time because since my twenties, when I found God, I pray in, in God answers. So, um, anyway, so I was praying for answers and I was praying for help and I was on wait lists for all these pain management, pain management. I didn't even know what that meant. If somebody said, I'm going to stick a needle in your back and you're going to feel better. I would have been like, okay. Um, but, uh, universe gave me a gift and that gift was Dr. Barker. And he was the first person who called. I was on all the wait lists. It was, a really vibration. Your angels were talking to me that day. Uh, Lisa sees fours and sevens and twos and twos and sevens. And and actually that's my zoom room number, um, twos and sevens. And, and so that morning, as I was dealing with just a horrific amount of pain and no answers, uh, I kept bumping into your numbers. And Mm -hmm. then at nine Oh five, I got a call, uh, from them and they said, Hey, we have a cancellation. And I, just, I was so out of my mind. I'm like, I can't do it right now. And then God was like, yeah, I can get in your car and go. Okay. So I get in my car. I park at this. I have no idea who this person is. Um, Dr. Barker, I didn't have no idea. And I parked and there were your numbers on my odometer again. And I was like, well, at least she's with me. <laughs> so um, anyway, I walked in with incredible amounts of pain. I he looked at my MRI. He says, you know, there's a reason you're here. There's a reason you're in pain. And just him saying that, acknowledging another human, just acknowledging, yeah, you're in pain. I was like, all right. And then he says, are you familiar with emotions can trap, can get trapped in the body and present as pain? And I said, yes. So uh, he says, you want to go there? And he put me on the table and I walked in with a piece of concrete on my sacrum. That's how it felt. My feet felt like pieces of concrete. I could walk a few steps and then it was like I had to 
pick up. It was so bizarre. I can't even describe what it was like unless you've had nerve pain. You just really don't know. Um, anyway, so he did some work. I healed some, by the way, trauma that I thought with you and Jason, I had actually already worked through, but it was still in my body. And so in this bawling session, um, and of course he was doing some manipulation and releasing some of the uh, pressure around my discs so they didn't get so compressed. Um, I got up and walked off the table and I haven't had nerve pain since. And I call him Dr. Miracle and it's Miracle Monday. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Which, and you know, because the, vib- mm-hmm. the vibration of that, even just saying Miracle Monday over and over and over again, as I tell mm-hmm. the story, yeah. that vibration continues to increase in vibration, in, in Miracle, mm-hmm. Miracle yeah. Monday. Well, and you've done so much emotional healing throughout the years. I mean, even when I came over that day, <clears throat> it was a pretty powerful release that you had emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I can feel a frog coming in my throat. Um, But you have done emotional healing, but the body (laughs) needed to follow. It was, you know, the emotional piece often precedes physical, (laughs) Mm -hmm. physical things going on in the body. But then you start healing the emotion and then the body needs to catch up. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's all intertwined. It's all connected. And that's what you, you know, you experience. So, and, and we never really know how deep the trauma can go or how webbed out it can filter out into other areas of our body or our lives Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, potent. That's why it's trauma. It's potent. Mm -hmm. So, but again, your body is also a reflection of what's going on in your life. So there's a a couple books out. Well, there's probably more than a couple, but the ones that the main one that I use is um, um, (laughs) feelings buried alive, never die. I was going to answer that for you. I'm like, I can't believe yeah. she doesn't remember that book. It's like a. Yeah. It's, I've had it for so many years. Um, and it's just a great resource. I mean, it's a good book overall, but I use it a lot for the resources because it gives you the ailments and then the probable emotional causes that are creating the ailment. Louise Hay has one. Also, you can heal your life. And I think it's now you can heal your body as she has a separate one just for that. But either way, it's, it's again, it's vibration. So if you have sick thoughts and sick energy, you know, emotional energy, it's going to ultimately start to manifest in your body. (laughs) That includes stress. That includes, you know, all that negative self-talk that you're, that you're, that people, um, you know, are having internally. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly talking to yourself in a negative way, or at least consistently talking to yourself in a negative way, then it's going to start to manifest on a physical level. Mm-hmm. So, because that's the vibration that your body, you're putting your body in and mm-hmm. your body's like, a is a miracle <laughs> because of all the abuse it takes, it's still keeping you alive. Oh, yeah. Right. And gets very little gratitude. It's probably yeah. gets more judgment than anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, it all works together. Um, I wanted to kind of move into using your energy as a tuning fork as well, because oh, if you yes. think of if you think of a tuning fork, um, you know, with musical instruments, what happens is you get the tuning fork and then the, all, all the instruments start to resonate with a tuning fork and comes into harmony, right? So we want to harmonize, we want a harmonic 
energy in our life, not a disharmonic energy in our life. So therefore, we have to raise our vibration to a higher level. And then the energy on the outside will start to harmonize with whatever is radiating from within us. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways that we can do that is by looking at how many people in our lives, the, the people who are, who are most prevalent in our lives, right, Sandra? Five people. Look at the five people you spend the most time with. And, you, and, and what do you want to be looking at, right? You want to be looking at their general your spouse. attitude. Yeah, your spouse, even your kids. I mean, if you, if you spend a lot of time with your kids, oftentimes those kids are reflecting, I mean, your, your own energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm starting some programs for moms, right? And if you have, you know, we've heard happy wife, happy life. <laughs> well, it's kind of similar. Stressed mom can create stressed kids. And then the stressed kids create more stress for the mom. And then the stress just continues to roll around and it's not really getting dealt with. And it just builds and builds and builds. And then, you know, then no one's happy. So it's really recognizing that um, if you look at those five people, whether they're your kids or your spouse or the friends or, or um, you know, people that you work with or whatnot, just kind of take a look at their general attitude, right? What's their general outlook on life? How, you know, are you hanging out with a bunch of broke people or are you hanging out with a bunch of people who have, uh, you know, reached higher levels of success? Are you, uh, you know, are the people that you're around, are they healthy? Do they have kind of a general healthy, you know, approach to life or an unhealthy approach to life, right? Um, You know, uh, where are they in their relationships? right? Do they have healthy relationships in their life? Or are they always complaining about the relationships in their life? <laughs> and you know, in that, I, when you're looking at the five, because it's really hard to stay objective when you're analyzing your five most closest people. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to do an objective, deeper look on who are the five people closest to you, just kind of sit for a moment, take your emotions out of it and look at this, just this. Do they talk about other people? When they talk about other people, do they talk nicely or do they talk badly? That is, I cannot handle people around me anymore. I just actually, I don't even, they're not even in my, they're not even in my realm. That's the one thing that, Talking about other people is the biggest, are they, are they happy or are they angry? And don't let anger, don't let anger, uh, deceive you, right? Cause anger can be deceptive. People can be internally angry, but on the outside be as fake as can be. And so you don't really see that they're deeply angry inside. So the best way you can tell, are they angry inside, is how do they talk about other people? Yeah. Just saying. Because as soon as you're out of the room, they're probably going to be talking about you. <laughs> well, that's a fact. That's, that's, that's my point, right? Like, we don't, we have a tendency, especially in the healing journey, to really think that everything's about you, right? Like, oh, I, 
I don't want to say no because, oh, they need me or whatever. And so you can't say no. Um, but the reality is they could be using you, right? Or uh, you don't want them to talk badly about you. I have great news for you. Great news. If they're going to talk badly about you, they're talking badly about everybody else and you don't want them in your circle anyway. Right. So if you do find yourself where you look at your five and you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> I not my, my results, my five people aren't exactly what I'm striving for in my life. It's not that you have to completely cut them out of your life. That's not what we're t- talking about. But you probably want to start bringing some new people in mm-hmm. to start to up-level your five. Mm-hmm. Right? So hanging around more positive people. Learning higher information is another thing, like like this podcast, like, you know, there's so much available at our fingertips today to start to reach higher levels of understanding. And, uh, and if, if the facade is part of what you find in your, in, in your circle, you want to, you've got to look and say, okay, what's my facade look like? Because if I have all facades around me, then that must mean I have a facade too. So you want to, this whole podcast is about living an authentic life. Mm-hmm. So you have to start changing your energy. And as you change your energy and become more authentic, and like you have done and I have done and anybody who does this kind of work has done, everyone kind of has a facade. It's that ego part of us. And bringing it down can feel really scary because, oh, my gosh, well, what if they see behind the mask, so to speak, you know, and fear of being judged and whatnot. But once you start to bring down the mask, it's freeing. It, it mm-hmm. feels very uncomfortable at first, but it, because it's vulnerable, but also over time it becomes more authentic and it becomes just easier. It's a lot easier actually to live without the mask than it is to live with the mask because you got to always keep it up, <laughs> right? So as well, that start- was me in the depths of pain when I made a declaration yeah. to universe. I was so yeah masked yeah. up, masked up. So as you become more authentic. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a vibrational match to more authentic people. Yeah. And sometimes those, perhaps those inauthentic uh, five that someone might have, they they might start to fall away just gently, not abruptly, but just gently. And so, um, and, and there and that, is no conflict. Right. It's a natural, you know, I mean, we, 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 we originally kind of started talking about this, like, if you increase your frequency and energy, either the people around you will go with you. They, mm-hmm. they, they might come with you. Yes, they may. Mm-hmm. I can tell you my family, my girls, I mean, Lisa, a year ago, Stacy Mia was struggling and, you know, we'd made a move. She was, she was just struggling. And because I worked on myself. My marriage is better. I'm actually happy. I'm really happy. And my babies are so great. They're just wonderful. Wonderful. So so don't worry about like, oh, I don't want to lose this person. You fixing you and increasing your frequency and and vibration, you have no idea the healing that will take place to those around you. Yeah. Or they will naturally fall away without conflict. So if you look at like, you know, you've done that. So if you've been vibrating at this level and your five people are, are reflections of this level, whatever that is, in authenticity, anger, whatever it might be, 
when you start to clear that for yourself, you start to raise your vibration mm -hmm. and then you may be an inspiration for this person. I kind of like how she's showing up, what's she doing or he, mm -hmm. right? And so they're inspired to go along that journey with you. It doesn't mean you're always going to be, you know, at the same place, you know, it can go like this, you know, it's, it's just that every, there's progression on both sides mm -hmm. and that's a wonderful thing. But if you, if you, if, if, anyone raises their vibration and this person is just not willing to, they may at first try to pull you down and then oh, your choice. No, they won't do that. Then, you know, they're, 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 you're a choice. Do you, are you going to go back down because you have a hard time? You know, you got guilt going on, and you don't want to leave them, you know, or whatever, then they may pull you back down. But ultimately, if you make that choice and the intention and you're using your mind as a tool and you're using your energy as a tuning fork, right? Um, so then, then this is what can happen. Then you can just go your separate ways. You've grown mm -hmm. apart and that's okay. Yeah. Because perhaps your, you know, your um, relationship has served its purpose and now it's time for both of you to move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I kind of want to leave this on a, on a really inspirational note, yeah. because when you were talking about just that last piece, we can do this. We can really do this. And you're listening to us, this podcast, because you want to heal. You want to change. You want to grow. You Maybe you want to make a difference for other people around you. And you can do it. And so, again, if you're listening to this, go keep seeking and searching. And we will be here for you on your journey. Um, that's what we're here for is to keep it real. And, and help you because this transformational experience that we are all in leveling up is so much easier than what you went through, Lisa, what I went through our quest forever and all the answers. And, you know, this has been my whole life, you know, 48 years of searching. Um, and you know, you, you've been a searcher all your life too. Mm -hmm. But there's something special happening right now, which is why you and I are there for all of, you know, Lisa and I are here for all of you. Yeah. So anyway, any last final, it's so exciting. Yes. And the universe is putting the pedal to the metal right now. Everything is accelerating. <laughs> That's kind so, of my point. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Justin, you know, just again, just if you, to walk away with, use your mind as a tool use your energy as a tuning fork and start to vibrate, you know, put it, put it into a level of harmony and start to recognize that it does start with you. You mm -hmm. are the tuning fork. Yeah. You just want to make sure you're getting to the higher vibrations and not the lower vibrations because you, you can go either way. So keep those in mind. Keep, you know, again, keep doing the work because it's, it is totally worth it over time. Uh, it, it, well, actually it's, it's just worth it in life. And yeah. it does, it may be tough to get out of the gate, but it certainly makes it easier over time. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Absolutely. So you wanna All right, y'all. Move this on out. Keep it real. Yep. Let's be real. Let's and we'll be see real. you next time. Okay.